0: Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products, and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the IHAMP revolution? My guest today is Dave Sieber. Dave has been involved in industrial hemp since 1992. He started C&S Specialties Building Supply and Fiber Alternatives to develop hemp applications for building materials, biofuels, and agricultural supplements. Dave has been associated with Washington State University, Virginia Polytech University, Indiana University, and has created an online course at Oregon State University called WSE266 Industrial Hemp. Now, Dave is the owner of Fiber Alternatives, which is a hemp-based composite development and bioenergy consulting service. He partnered with Forest Paint company of Eugene, Oregon for the production of Hemp Shield which is the first modern hemp oil-based wood finish deck sealer. Now, Hemp Shield is the first and only penetrating wood finish containing 100% oil that is produced in the United States. Hemp Shield is used on wooden decks, fences, stairs, siding, shutters, furniture, anything wooden that is exposed to the weather. Hemp Shield also resists environmental attacks from mildew, algae, and fungus, and is a truly green waterproofer and protectant for outdoor wood. And also, Dave spends a lot of his time promoting the legalization of hemp. So Dave, welcome to the iHemp Revolution.
1: Thank you, Coach Freddie. It's a
0: pleasure to be with you today and to talk about the aspects of industrial hemp. So, Dave, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how exactly did you get involved in industrial hemp industry?
1: I was in the the redwood lumber business, and my partner in that was a man named William Condy, who was a, a hemp activist from the before I met him. Um, I felt that after being in the redwood lumber industry for many, many years, that I owed dues to the forest. When I tried to find out what plant we could use to replace the amount of fiber that we take out of the forest for building materials and uh, construction every day, I, I found out that the only plant that could do so on a for a temperate uh, climate is hemp. Because the amount of, it's the only plant that produces enough yield in order to displace the amount of fiber that we're currently taking out of the forest. And it also has to do with this math. It goes like this. If you take a plant like a tree that takes 200 to 3000 years to mature to produce a product like a house that's going to last 50 to 75 years, you're going to be behind the curve. Whereas if you find a plant like hemp, which grows in 120 days and then can build a house that will last 50 years, you're ahead of the curve. So at that point, I became committed to seeing how we could use industrial hemp
0: to replace wood fiber in building materials. Well, great. You know, I've never heard it explained like that. And it's, it's, it's very easy to understand now. So you know you have the hemp shield. How does hemp help with the mildew and and, and algae and fungus?
1: Well, the, the the issue is that it turns out that the hemp seed oil, which is the basis of the of hemp shield. Uh, the molecules in it are smaller than all the other oils that are used in paints and coatings. So not only does it penetrate the wood better, but it causes a profound synergy between all the other components that are in it, such as those mildew which you mentioned. And by the way, as I said, every component is revolutionary, state-of-the-art, the most expensive, in the highest Possible concentrations available in our product. So, for example, the mildew that you mentioned are actually timed release. And what that means is that unlike other sealers where you put it on your deck and whatever they're using to protect it from those things is a one-shot deal, our stuff releases over time. So if you're in a state where it rains during the winter and normally it's a little dangerous to walk on your deck because it gets so slippery, with Hemp Shield that doesn't happen
0: because of the time release. Wow, that that's interesting. Now, hemp shield, where can people buy it and where is hemp shield sold?
1: We are currently establishing a major distribution channel and we do have a couple of uh, distributors and dealers uh, all over the, the United States. Um, it depends where you are. The truth of it is that as a backup, we have a, we have Hemshield.net and you can order online. And we've, we've got a policy that if you order two gallons or more or $80 worth of, of products, shipping is free.
0: Oh, that's great. I think more people ought to use this product. Dave, I want to talk about the online course at Oregon State uh, okay. University. What's that about?
1: I'm very proud of this. This is Oregon State University approached me to help them design this course so that there would be an overall source, resource, where you actually could get valid information on everything involved with industrial hemp. Now, we were very lucky in that we got this wonderful lady, Andrea Herman. Who is the past president of the Canadian Hemp Trade Alliance, the current president of the Hemp Industry Association of the United States. She also is the, is the person that certifies the industrial crop for the Canadian government every year. And we got her as our instructor. In addition to that, we were able to line up 27 major speakers. We have input from seven different universities and research things. And the truth of it is that this is the most authoritative thing that's happened since Jack Harrow wrote The Emperor Wears No Clothes. And if you want to know about industrial hemp, anything you want to know, it's on this course. There's 90 hours of courses, as I said, 27 different speakers. Um it's on their e-campus which won an award last year as the best e-campus in the country so that you can take the course from anywhere and if you're over 65 years old you can contact the instructors and take the course for $25 wow
0: that's really great i'm going to have to do that i'm going to have to you know take this course
1: you are because once you do this you really know what's going on it's no yeah. longer having to look to find out who knows what about it. Mm-hmm. And two of the cl- I'm in two of the classes. One of which, was, uh, which is on coatings. Which is basically on hemp shield. The other one is about my work with construction composites. That you
0: referred to. What is the one thing that has you most excited about industrial hemp?
1: The one thing that has me most excited about industrial hemp is that I think it's one of the few shots we have to really mitigate the destruction that we've done to our environment. We're in big trouble whether we know it or not. And I believe that there are various uh, industrial applications of hemp. And, of course, I started out with the first and most important thing, which is to try to save the forest. The forests are the second biggest carbon sink on the planet next to the oceans. If we keep taking out the trees, where are we going to put the carbon? So that's the, the, the where where I started from. Um, since then, I have found out that there are all sorts of applications where, where hemp could be a critical factor in helping us to uh, save our environment. Because it's not a question of whether the earth is going to abide. It's a question of whether humanity is going to abide. And while hemp may not be the only thing that we need in order to, to have this happen, I don't think we're going to make it without it.
0: I, I agree with you 100%. So how, how do you think that the industrial hemp is doing right now?
1: Unfortunately, it's not doing very well at all. Um, for various reasons, some of them being the most basic commercial issues at all, being promulgated by the states themselves. It seems as if the various states that have passed, especially, uh, Colorado, Washington, and Oregon, have almost uh, thrown in the industrial hemp program under the, under the bus, if you will, in the name of them collecting some money for recreational marijuana Mm -hmm. this is totally unacceptable and unreasonable in oregon here uh the the i was involved i was the, the initial lead speaker in 2009 for the industrial hemp law which passed in oregon in 2010 the state didn't do anything to actually invoke the program until last year Um, They put out a set of completely horrendous rules that made it totally irrational to try and take part in this. They did stuff like they outlawed the farmers using the seed, the grain of the seed for products. Um, In fact, they outlawed the, the farmers keeping anything but the amount of seed they needed to plant it for the next year. And since the seed and the oil from it is the main direct income flow from industrial hemp, they invalidated the program. On top of that, with all the rules that they put out, they promised that they were going to supply us with uh, seed, get the licenses, all that kind of stuff. None of that ever happened. And last week, they announced the suspension of the program because they don't know how to do it. The truth of it is that they can't figure it out. They're not paying enough attention. All they're caring about is the potential money they think they're going to make off of the, uh, uh, recreational. And everything else is going under the bus. So I'm not, not very happy with what's gone on. In Washington, listen to this one. While Washington has legalized for both recreational and medical, a friend of mine, Joyce Beckerman Mayer, the president of the Washington State HIA, tells me that when she inquired as to the legality of industrial hemp, which has a proviso on it of being 0.3% THC or less, the state replied that they don't cover that. So as far as they're concerned, that's still illegal. So you can grow for medicinal and you can grow for recreational, but you can't grow for industrial this this can't pass this can't stay this has to change we need uh, uh the feds the federal government to step in and, and and stop using all their irrational laws and make a rational set of 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 program so that we can have industrial hemp
0: yes I, this needs to be done and it is being done it's a slow process but once this is done it it will be done it i i will. yeah and it's just going to take longer than we want but how, then once we do this how do you see hemp changing our culture in the in the future
1: let me start with this story i produced the first uh viable medium density fiberboard uh product prototypes with Washington State University back in 1992. These were literally world-class. They were of such a high quality that during the international symposiums on composites, which are held at Washington State every year, the top 500 World's manufacturers and production heads got to see that this was so and that there was no problem technically with using the hemp in order uh, to replace the fiber, the wood, that they were using in their plants. And it's the only installed base of, uh, all over the world of manufacturing fiber where this is true that it can be done as it is with very, very few uh, changes involved in order to make it happen. But the problem turned out to be this, in that the normal composite factory uses 400 to 1,400 dry tons of fiber a day, 323 days a year. Mm. Now, you could take all the hemp being grown in North America, I'm going to throw in Western Europe and Russia in, included, And there's probably not enough to run a plant for a month or more. So we got a problem here and getting from The zero point that we're at now in terms of uh, appreciable amount of industrial hemp to being able to supply an industry like I just described to you means that we need to have a whole series of intermediary products because we can't expect neither the farmers, the research, or any companies to start growing this stuff and not being able to be profitable at every step along the way. Mm Mm-hmm. So I developed a a poster on this called 21st Century Industrial Hemp Composites and Energy Applications where I described a series of products that could do exactly that. That the farmer could start in smaller amounts be able to produce some of these products, which I'll describe a couple of them to you in a minute here, make money along the way, and build up the crop until we could start to service these industries. Now, I honestly believe that this will not only help the environment, but this will cause a boom in our economy. And this is true for the whole world. So do we need this? We need this desperately. What are some of these products that I'm talking about? I think the first product that we need to make, believe it or not, is a combination of biofuels and biochar, which is made by thermically heating the hemp in uh, an enclosed container and drawing off the gases in order to make biofuels out of them. And the remaining uh, uh, leftover byproduct is is a thing called biochar, now, this is a very interesting substance in that if you take the biochar and you, and you activate it, and the way you activate it is by throwing in compost and allowing the mycorrhiza to grow into it, um, and then you add it to your topsoil at the rate of 20%, it does three things right off the top. Number one, and this may be the most important, it stops all runoff of all nutrients from all agricultural and forest activities so that all those chemicals that the farmers are using and that they're using in forestry are no longer getting into the watershed, are no longer polluting our oceans and our rivers. Um, this is a big, big problem that we 're we're, we're having right now, so that 's the first thing that it does. The next thing that it does is that it reduces the need for outside fertilizers somewhere between sixty and eighty percent, right off the top of the bat and If you keep adding more and more of this over a period of years, it eliminates the need for petroleum based fertilizers completely eventually. And the third thing that it does is that it increases the yield of whatever the farmer is growing, depending on who you talk to, somewhere between 30 and 300%. We need this. This is an ideal starting point in that you don't need to have a giant amount of, of, of materials or a giant investment in, uh, in, in a production facility to do it. The truth of it is, humanity has been making charcoal for hundreds and thousands of years. If we wanted to even ignore the potential to to to, to 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 draw off the gas, which could then be made into a fuel and run all the machinery for the farmers, and all we did was just dig a hole in the ground, put in our hemp stalks, cover it up with soil, and make charcoal that way, we could still make this stuff. And do all the things that I just told you. And there's an, and then there's a a whole series of products that I see that, that will be made that each one of them represents an incremental step in the size of the crop and a corresponding incremental step in the investment of the production facility needed to make those various things. But my point being is that there is a way where by doing this, we can be profitable along the way. We can allow the farmer to function. We can allow the farmer to justify expanding this crop. And eventually, we can support these big industries and take and take the, the onus off the natural resources of the planet that are being, uh, like the forest, that are being destroyed so heavily right now.
0: Yes. Uh, You know, out of the thousands of products that can be made and produced with hemp, and you had mentioned that we have to start doing this, which one of those products do you see uh, taking the lead and being in the forefront?
1: Hemshield is is unquestionably the leading the leading one that's out there. I tell everybody it's the most original product to be introduced in 50 years and it and we opened up a whole new category that not only encompasses but transcends building materials because remember we're talking about treating wood. I'm talking about furniture. I'm talking about a a, a Musical instruments, I'm talking about all, anywhere where wood is being used, and it may turn out that there's certain other applications that are non-wood that we're finding that Hemshiel works on also. The truth of it is that this coatings thing is a big deal, and we have yet, and while we, we are very proud we have two lines existing on the market right now. We have HemShield wood finish and deck sealer, and we also have HemShield log home treatment. We already have a third product line in the works that's going to be um, more of a floor and furniture finish than the than the other two are. And eventually, we like to make paints and who knows how many other coatings. So this is going to this is going to be the lead thing. Why is that so? Because first of all, we've already done it. Secondly, unlike some of the other issues that concern commodity production where you need a giant scale in order to justify it, there's a pretty good profit margin in coatings so that you don't have to make millions of units and uh, have giant things in order, in order to be profitable and penetrate the market. And since we've demonstrated that Hemshield is superior by magnitudes. I'm not talking 5 or 10%. I'm talking hundreds of percent. So all the current things on the market, it's the ideal uh, example of what can be done.
0: Well, you know, I'm very familiar. I've, I've been a sailor all, for over 40 years and done a lot of sailing and owned many sailboats, and I've done a lot of woodwork. And I know about uh, using oil for your finishing. I can see that uh, really contributing to the marine industry. So, Dave, what is your vision of the future of hemp in the United States?
1: My vision is that that hemp will, will cause both an economic and an environmental revolution in this planet, in this country and eventually spread to the whole world. And that a lot of these problems that have been plaguing us will not only be solved, but we will make... Oodles of money doing so and put a lot of people to work and make, and make the quality of life better for this whole planet.
0: So, Dave, I want to really thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution and I'm glad you could be here. Thank you. It was certainly a pleasure to talk to you. How can people find you? Uh, What is your website? I have two websites.
1: Hemshield.net is the website for Hemshield fiber fibre alternatives is my website for all the work that I have done with with compo- uh, composite components and things like that with hemp shield and there's also videos on there showing my testimony before the Oregon State Senate when we passed the first uh, industrial hemp law and things like that also
0: well that's great and i i want to thank all our listeners And make sure that you subscribe to IHEMP Revolution Podcast on iTunes and give us a review. Please tell your friends and help spread the word on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and all the social media. Uh, This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the IHEMP Revolution.